3: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. My name is Marcus C. Speller. My name is still James E. Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. I'm in my breakfast... Just to prove to you, ladies and gentlemen, that it is still the morning Pete Donaldson did that little stunt and he will be disciplined <laughs> later on. Uh, oh, heavily.
1: sounds sexy.
3: Yeah, it's always the most sexiest podcast of them all. It's the mm. Football Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Uh, Peter, what are you eating? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, um, I'm eating a burger. Uh, Marcus, i have just.
1: Um, have you seen borrowmydoggie.com? You know, I'm like obsessed with dogs, but I've never had a dog Uh You can um, borrow people's dogs um, And they Mm, send you like uh a little kind of It's a bit like Tinder, but for like
3: errant Crossbreeds and like little Kind of be sure freezers and stuff So, hang on, what's in the bagel? (laughs) Cheese Yeah, (laughs)
2: okay Why have you equated these things?
4: (laughs) More importantly, why aren't you ready for work? Why are you not
0: ready for work? (laughs) I am. I'm not the only person <laughs> thinking that here.
4: <laughs> I am.
1: I am. But I got this, I was going through the short shortfootballrumbledaily dot com uh, emails, and then I noticed that I'd got an email from borrow my doggy, and uh, there's a dog called Lady <laughs> that genuinely, and I am not no word of a lie. This little Bichon mm. freeze dog looks like Myra Hindley. It is insane. Oh, for goodness sake! Honestly, I will send you the picture. It is an amazing dog that looks a little bit like a murderer.
2: When are you borrowing her?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I want to meet her. I want to know what what's going on in her life. You will not pass
4: yeah. any kind of test to borrow a dog. I'm telling you that now. So just get over that straight away. It's a good it's a good idea, but you not. It's not happening for you. Turn up not just
3: as Hands. I won't hurt her. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> How's the dog getting on? I did
0: burn her. Oh dear. Oh my
3: my. Hello, jolly so animal lovers
0: out there. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm one of them. We do. We love all the animals, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but enough of that crap. Let's move on to the <laughs> Um Jim Campbell, your Bayer yeah. Leverkusen boys had the Bayern Munich men going for for a short while, but they ultimately succumbed to their to the to the mighty men of Munich as they marched towards uh, the title. Uh, were you a bit gutted after the four two loss?
2: Yeah, it's unfortunate for me. Uh, very very. Uh, Difficult seeing um, old Serge um, get on the score sheet. Um, Beautiful you know, finish, yeah. Oh, absolutely. What what a player he is. We've let him slip from one of my great loves, and he's come on to punish another of my great loves, um, <laughs> which is a, which is an unfortunate thing. But they are just ruthless, aren't they? Bayern. They are just utterly relentless, and like you, mm-hmm. you sense that if um, if they do go a goal down, it just doesn't really matter. Almost that they haven't noticed. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They just yeah. haven't gotten around to scoring themselves yet, and it, they're an incredibly like well-oiled machine. And it's uh, yeah, uh, it's it's difficult for anyone else in Germany really to to keep up to that standard.
4: When I started listening, when I started watching the game, um, and obviously Leverkusen scored quite early on. I thought, okay, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm in on this. I'm this, I'm I'm here to enjoy myself. This is a great start, and I have to say, without any kind of shame whatsoever when Bayern Munich scored their fourth, I turned the TV off.
0: So, <laughs> oh, because
4: this is German football, which I will cast aside like an unwanted... Bad penny. ...something um, next week when Premier League comes back. <laughs> I won't really. Yeah. But I thought, no, I'm, I'm here to enjoy myself here. I'm not doing this for any other reason to enjoy myself. And if Bayern Munich mm. are going to make it this annoying, I'm not going to watch. I'm going to. I'm just going to check out of it.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. fair enough. What do you reckon uh, Arsenal have done with that £5 million that they sold uh, Nabri for? Oh, oh, God. God. That's like Giving to it to Meza Erzil
2: <laughs> over the course Probably, of about yeah. three months. Bought, yeah, bought him a nice
1: gaming chair. That'll tide us over. Have you seen that uh, Muller and Lewandowski are leading assist makers and scorers in Europe? And I think there's probably a reason for that, guys, but they're given mm. the big clicks behind Munich, saying that they're, they're leading assist makers and scorers in Europe. It's like, none of the other leagues are still going. You're the only ones who started again. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. not fair.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they're not, are they? They're not fair and they're very smart. No. I don't know if they're not yeah. fair. Would
4: you say that Robert Lewandowski scoring his 44th goal of the season means he's quite a good forward? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, he's all right. And yeah. I'd
4: like to Didn't see him he?
2: do it in the Premier League, though. Until then, it doesn't count, etc., etc., etc. What do we think about the crowd noise? We've seen it now. BT Sport did it over the weekend. Mm. We've or, heard it. Know, more the sports did it. Yeah. What, what do you? What did you guys think?
4: Don't mind it. I liked it.
1: Don't mind it. Yeah. I, th- I think. I think we're forgetting that, like, we are watching. 11 men kick a football around against another 11 men. That's quite abstract at the best of times that you're invested in that particular situation. I
4: never forget that, Pete.
1: Do you never forget that? Okay. I've got that kind
4: of nailed down. I kind of know that's what's yeah. happening <laughs> okay. after all okay. this time. Okay. The but, 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 the,
1: but if we're attributing like value and worth to that particular situation, I think we can get past the, the a bit of crowd noise being played over
3: over the tannoy or over our TVs. That's certainly a take. Mm. I agree. I was just thinking to myself, if if... Uh, Lewandowski started his own team would they be called Lewandowski but then I thought well, I won't bother sharing that with anybody you just you just have mate you've tried to have your cake and eat it there and I don't think you yeah. should be allowed either what else are you meant to do with cake Jim well that's not what the phrase means is it <laughs> alright okay well let's be in let's let's bow down to the phrase then and it's stupid it? <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah the don't...
4: phrase is the most important thing Jim <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, oh sorry bow
3: down to the
2: phrase
4: <laughs> oh, Maybe go eight. a high pitch there. Her to
3: Berlin one 0 the Donaldson Moore Derby. Mm. It finished. Luke Moore takes the bragging rights. PT, you must feel like there's egg all over your face. No, I
1: enjoyed. it I enjoyed. can I like egg on my face. I, I, like it <laughs> I like I like a footballer scoring and then just giving uh, Jaden Sancho a public rinsing, saying that he needs to grow up a bit. I think that's a grown up. That's a grown up bit of uh, behaviour from Dalton, from a Dortmund player. Yeah, <laughs> I I missed that. Who did that? Emery yeah, Chan, the, Emery Chan scored, and then gave uh, and then give Sancho uh, just basically two back both barrels, saying that he needs to grow up a bit. He needs to stop going go to get a haircut and stuff. Not not in the aftermath of the goal. He just well, so not about the celebration. He no, he didn't run in the corner of the thing and just start shouting at the manager. No, he yeah. just
3: give me a microphone. I got some things to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Sancho's
3: doing all right. Personally, I don't think we need. Really well, <laughs> it was in reference to him having a haircut, and and apparently yeah. there was uh, allegations he flouted the lockdown rules. That's why, and he got fined by the club. Did, did Sancho? Yeah, uh, did, yeah, but yeah. That that was the that was the reason.
4: I think what's happened there, Marcus, is that um, someone's the Lucien Favre pulled um, Emery Chan to one side and said, "Look, if you, if we get a game." where you score a goal and Jayden Jay Sancho doesn't, what I want you to do after the match is I want you to kind of have a pop at him. And then Ray Chan's agreed to it, thinking, yeah, well, that'll never happen. Yeah, yeah. That, so yeah. it has happened now. Right, and now right, he's right. had to do it. But Jayden <laughs> Sancho should have scored probably three or four goals in that game again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and can I just also say, it was great to hear Dempo on the comms again. You love um, a bit of Dempo. I love him. At one mm. point, he called, he just, it's brilliant. At one point, Jen Sancho picked up the ball around the halfway line, ghosted past a few players as he does, and Dempah didn't really say anything. And at the end of the little run, when Sancho laid it off, he just went, oh, he's a beautiful mover. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves oh, it. Love he that. loves the game. I love to oh,
1: yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he seen me at an, in an indie night. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. That's not a phrase only. I'd use for you, Donnie, on an indie <laughs> night. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> a beautiful boozer, maybe. Woo. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it, I'll take it. Yeah,
3: take it, mate. Uh, ever since I've started supporting SC Köln, they haven't won a game.
4: So oh, that's amazing. Nice. Oh,
3: mate. Yeah, so I'm switching oh, nice. to Bayern Munich, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Easy, easy, easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, I, every time I see a bit of the, uh, of the Bundesliga, I'm, I'm quite excited for the, uh, the Premier League's return, to be uh, perfectly honest with you. Did you hear that Sky Sports are introducing Celebration Cam? for the the return of the mighty Premier League. This camera will be placed to the side of the goal without a camera operator. And the point is to encourage players to celebrate to the fans watching at home because there's no fans in the stadium. So I think um, that this won't be abused at all. (laughs) (laughs) I I absolutely love this. How barren must that
2: creative meeting have been that in an ideas (laughs) session held by a TV company, the best thing
1: they've come up with is a camera. (laughs) <laughs> well i was i jim i was watching a nature documentary over the weekend on on, on, yeah. on and they kept putting little cameras inside the eyes of like animatronic animals like a bush baby or a tortoise or a penguin mm-hmm. are they going to put it just like in front of a, instead of a, like a linesman just have like a little like a little kind of shot mannequin but with oh, cameras for eyes i'd love a bit of that
4: but pete i think i think the reason they do that in those nature documentaries is to fool the animals to think that it's another animal right I know footballers yeah. aren't. haven't got the greatest reputation intellectually, but I don't think they're going to yeah. be fooled by the idea that there's like a. Oh, there's a camera in the shape of a man. It must be a man, so we should act perfectly normally in the circumstances. <laughs> Lee Boy would have been fooled. <laughs> All I will say about the celebration camera is don't keep don't let Wayne Rooney near it. No, <laughs> that will be an absolute shit show. If Wayne Rooney's on that. Yeah, <laughs> Steven Gerrard
3: kissed uh, the camera once, didn't he? Old He traffic. did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very naughty. Expensive. Those lenses are expensive. Yeah, they are. There was that rugby player who signed one, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, it was like twenty grand, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, the most expensive signature of all time, quite possibly. Um, but uh, I th- I'm not. Uh, but you, I mean, with the with sort of celebration, Cam. I, I, I think to myself, Peter, with your sort of chat of the uh, of the of the animals documentary or the nature documentary. What you're sort of alluding to is you'd like a camera placed in the dressing rooms without them knowing it's there and just to see what they, how they get on in their natural habitat. Well, presumably then, I'm, I'm regarding the natural
1: habitat as uh, the, the football pitch. But if you want to see a man's willy, Marcus, I you do. can be the weird voyeur
4: that you're <laughs> you killing
3: <it> on me. <laughs> I was thinking more team talks and, uh, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff.
4: Marcus, what I'm picking up from this is that like, with all these new innovations that people are considering because of the way football is at the moment, Yeah, you know, the crowd noise, the camera, that kind of thing, mm. I'm, I'm detecting Marcus that you might be a bit of a, a bluff old traditionalist and just want to watch the football. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't want the gimmicks. I, I don't mind it. I get it.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I no, I think stick the player cam. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I think. Well, it's, we'll I'll see. <laughs> we are yeah, going to find exactly, out, yeah. mate. And when we it's, do it's, find out, we'll we'll realise that it was a bad idea.
2: Yeah, because it's it's almost half an idea, isn't it? It's not like there are not other cameras they can celebrate in front of. In fact, they can't really help celebrating in front of them because the cameras are
3: trained on them. (laughs) It's it's a funny one. It is a very funny one. Uh, Do you see that Jurgen Klopp said uh, that that Liverpool could could hold an open-top bus title parade when the lockdown is fully over, even if that means halfway through next season? Uh, which, which I quite like, actually, because, I mean, it's it's not arrogant to think that Liverpool are going to win the league, of course. And Klopp, I think Klopp did, did say something like, well, you know, obviously we still need to sort of take care of it. But I do quite like the uh, the idea of like, a, you know, a February open top bus tour or something like that around well, the city. Well,
1: look, during a, during a massive pandemic, I think open top, everything's a pretty good idea. So open top plane, yeah.
3: that's what I say. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: <laughs>
4: again, you, yeah, don't do that. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you tell us. bit late. You're almost 40. Now you tell us that now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Klopp said he's keen to win their last nine games of the season to make sure the season is remembered. I thought to myself, I think the season will be remembered. <laughs> um,
4: and, uh, yeah, I'll stick in the mind this one, all right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. was that was that 2011 or 2010?
3: Yeah, was <laughs> that the year Leicester won the league? No, no, it was a Liverpool. One. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of Leicester, Chelsea have stepped up their interest in Ben Chilwell. Leicester reportedly after 60 million pounds for the 23-year-old Bloody who's hell. contracted Is... to 2024. Yeah, it's a lot of money, isn't it? Is, is that their yeah. base fee for players now, like Maguire
1: or nothing? That's all we're accepting. It's a bare minimum.
3: Well, they're obviously, they're obviously uh, ones to, to drive a hard bargain, Leicester, is the mm. money they got for Maguire yeah. and so on. Chelsea are in a f-
2: surprising position as well, aren't they? Because obviously, hmm. you know, they didn't spend uh, any money in the summer because of their transfer um, ban. And they, I don't think they signed anyone in, in uh, January, did they? So th- weirdly, they're now in a position where they're kind of the only club where everyone knows they have money. And it looks like they're about to splash a fair bit of money on Timo Werner as well, and so I guess like it's going to be quite easy for t- for clubs to kind of play hardball with them a little bit. And I think Leicester, as you've alluded to, there, Marcus, are very very canny operators when it when it comes to that. So uh, mm-hmm. I think they're just 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 doing their thing, but they wouldn't want to lose Chilwell. It would be expensive to replace him as well. I think if they were offered sixty million though, Luke, would you? Well, that's what I mean though. That's what they get. That's what they need to make it worthwhile mm. for them.
4: Well, yeah. I think I think. Um... Yeah, ben was a good player. It's a problem area for Chelsea, uh, as we actually mentioned, I think, on Friday, maybe even last mm. Monday. So um, I understand why they want to go after him. And then Chilwell's got four years left on his contract. He's a decent earner. He's England's left back. Um, and there's going to be a premium on him because um, Leicester won't want to sell him. So I, I don't really know where the transfer fee comes from. I, I mean, I don't really know where they find those, when they're reported. I'm not entirely sure if, if, if I know where they find those numbers from. But um, clearly, it's going to be a lot of money. I mean, there's no, there's no question about that. He's, he's got a lot of good years ahead of him as well, Chelsea. Uh, sorry, I cheer well. So, um, I, I think it'd be an amazing move for them. But I, and i and again, I have to just applaud Chelsea's business. I mean, they do, they seem to be doing really good uh, business at the moment, and they've, they've got a lot to be excited about. I think he'd fit in there perfectly. Actually, I think it's a really good move. But I wouldn't like to see him leave Leicester anyway, because Leicester are an exciting team, and, and he's a big part of that. So, Marcus, I know you've got a lot of aff- aff- affection for. For Leicester in the top flight, so presumably you wouldn't like to see a move on either.
3: No, I mean, I, I, I think we've all enjoyed Leicester this season and what Brendan Rodgers is doing there. So to lose Chilwell would be a bit of a shame for them. But then we we thought that about Harry Maguire, and they bring in a a, a very good replacement in um, in Sionchu Chu, or forgive pronunciation.
4: Yeah, they have done brilliantly, but who's yeah.
3: who's absolutely superb. So we, you would think with with with. Uh, with what they're doing at the club and so on, they just wouldn't sell him and think, "Oh, right, we've we've got nobody now." You would have thought um, that they they'd be very aware of Chelsea's approaches and, and their interest in the player, and they would be. I mean, I know it's in the current climate. Obviously, it's it's a, it's a bit more tricky than than the than normal. But Leicester now, they've footballers. Um, Abroad will be well aware of who Leicester are because of what they did a few years ago. They'll be aware of who Brendan Rodgers is probably, uh, and what they're building. You know, so so they they can attract players, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be I, I just just on the, as I say the obvious example is what happened with M- Maguire. But I would I would think if they sold him for a massive amount of money like sixty million, that, that's that's an enormous fee. I would
4: I would trust them just
3: to do something decent with that money and find a decent
4: replacement. Yeah, that's 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 a different that's a definite angle to it. But I think. Given that he's also been linked with Man City as well in the press this morning, it seems to me that maybe he has made his uh, agent or his people av- uh, uh, aware that he is available to the prospect of, of moving on. But mm. and I understand your point, Marcus, but the other side of that is just that Leicester are probably going, almost certainly going to be in the Champions League next season. Mm. Uh, they're building something there. They've got an exciting young team with a, mm. a, fairly, you know, a, a manager who's clearly improved an awful lot since he's been managing and could take him to even higher heights. I would, and, and Chelsea, uh, Leicester fans look pretty upset about this, based on what I read this morning. As you mm-hmm. can understand, I just wonder if it's PR wise, it's very, very negative. Backward step for for Leicester in in a time when mm. they're trying to build something interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. But you can't ultimately you can't stop players if they want to move these days, and we all know that. So I suppose it's it's, it's one of those things.
3: Yeah, well, um, Brendy Rogers, uh, let's let's get let's get back to the man in charge. You know, has been telling his players to watch the Last Dance, obviously the, the Chicago Bulls documentary. He was speaking about uh, Phil Jackson, the coach, and, and his very own uh, managerial style. And I just picked one quote out from a piece <laughs> with with, with Brendon Rogers. I try to understand the player. And before that, understand the person. I care about people first and foremost. The BR on my shirt doesn't mean anything if I'm an idiot as a person and can't connect with people. <laughs> does he, does he realise that's his initials, not some sort of title? Um, yeah, I will maybe treat he thinks them. it stands for Bokta. <laughs> maybe. I will treat them like my own son. I will give them advice that I would give my own son. I love it. I'm leaving you, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about you.
1: There's nothing you've done. <laughs> it's nothing you've done. Well, he did cut his managerial teeth in the violent leagues of Puerto Rico slash Glasgow, just like Jackson. I think it's fair to say, old ones. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd very much like a tiny man in a shirt and like a perm mullet to follow um, James Madison around. I think that look would be just something else. Have you seen that guy on The Last Dance? He's like this short guy who follows Michael Jordan around and he's got a beautiful perm. He's always immaculately dressed, shirt, massive perm, I think a moustache as well, and glasses. Beautiful look. I'm going yeah. for it.
4: The, th- the thing that's amazing about this, right, is that Phil Jackson, obviously legendary coach of the Chicago Bulls, he spent time, like literally spent time on the Sioux, the Dakota reservation. And he spent so much time there and learnt so much that he actually ended up writing a book called uh, Sacred Hoops which is about like Native American mm. spiritual practices and how they apply to sport and stuff and so he's actually like yeah. really lived it and he applied all those those who haven't seen The Last Dance he applies all those kind of things he's learned to his team and they all really buy into it and and it makes him really successful but I absolutely love that Brendan Rogers just thought, you know what I'll do? I'll do a bit of Native American <laughs> wisdom with the with the gang. That'll go down well. Yeah. You're not Phil Jackson, Brendan. You know exactly who you are. You know exactly yeah. who you sound like doing that. It's not the same thing, mate. All right. It's not yeah. the same. <laughs>
2: He said another brilliant line in there, which was, uh, you have to find a cause. It's about emotionally activating the players as if they were supporters too, uh, to play with intensity and purpose in their game. I love that, emotionally activating the players. Mm. I also love, Marcus, that you refer to him as the man in charge. I like to think that's your sort of nickname for him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the thing yeah. is, though, but, but Rogers, I actually agree with a lot of what he says. I know we have a bit of a, a, a joke. Yeah, around. so do I, but he just says it in a funny way.
4: Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's absolutely it. I don't um, think, uh, Marcus, I should probably say that, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and snipe on the sidelines and take the piss out of him, but he's had an amazing career so far and I'm sure we've oh, gone to even better well, things. Look what he's doing
3: there. It works for him, doesn't it? It certainly seems to. Yeah, I think we, we love Rogers. We love old Brendy and we love his, mm. we, we love his delightful ways. And he is, um, he's definitely doing more than an all right job at Leicester City. We can, we can very much agree. um I, I, while we're on the we're on the subject of managers, gentlemen, I thought I'd throw this in there. I don't suppose anybody saw Mark Bosnich's uh, comments um, from last week.
4: No, I didn't. No. Oh,
3: okay. Oh, well. Well, if, you, if you're Golf. asking, I'll be I'll be telling. Um, Melbourne Victory are uh, looking for a new coach, and out of nowhere, Mark Bosnich uh, suggested that old Sven-Goran Eriksson should be the man. <laughs> oh, the for list. goodness' <laughs> sake! Ah, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I've always yeah. agreed with. Uh, with old Bozza.
4: Especially on some of his uh, habits. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the reason none of us have, have heard about that is because none of the rest of us have Google Alerts set up for Sven.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah. Marcus, what I would say is that, um, you know, you've got Marcus Speller and Mark Bosnich there. One mm. that's taken there a go. huge <laughs> amount of recreational substances that's really affected his judgment, <laughs> yeah. and Mark Bosnich.
1: Mark Bosnich. Ooh. There we go.
4: Well done, well
3: done. <laughs> very pleased with yourself there. The very pleased, uh, actually. <laughs> before we talk about the Champions League, talking about people being pleased, Jim Campbell, you must be very pleased with Arsenal. They beat Charlton 6-0 in a friendly at the Emirates. Yeah. With Eddie Nketty a bag in a hat-trick, Hey, eh? Come on, yeah. that's what you Take want. that. Take exactly, up, ready for the Premier League. Ready for yeah, Manchester City. Mugs yeah
2: yeah exactly i think i imagine that man city will be absolutely quaking at the prospect of that because they didn't even think to get a game in as far as i'm concerned so they haven't even <laughs> got any
3: form and our form is red hot so Hang shut on, you, up city you, you say as far as you're aware well you weren't aware about bosnitz's comments about Sven. Oh, for you obviously goodness not in touch sakes. with, the, with, True, the, with the, <laughs> man city could have had three friendlies over the weekend i might end up with cake on my face
4: <laughs> Jim's probably right because um, Pep Guardiola is famously sloppy on details so I'm sure he probably hasn't had a warm up
3: <laughs> he probably didn't bother if if he gets interviewed at half time if they're going to do that with the, with the coverage comes back Pep Guardiola scratches scratching his head 2-0 down I just didn't think to have any friendlies I didn't think to get us warmed up
4: <laughs> no I imagine him saying this I, I've, I've been surprised to be honest I forgot to set the alarm this morning I had no idea that football was starting again no one told yeah. me I thought we were starting again in August maybe <laughs> I am a bald fraud <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. On, on Football Manager, he just clicks uh, ask assistant to take yeah, friendly
4: yeah. Uh, management. <laughs> storm out,
1: storm out. Yeah, storm out in the press conference. <laughs> I'm enjoying the um, I'm enjoying the fact that uh, all of these little friendlies are sort of taking place with very little... It's like um, behind like a kind of uh, an iron curtain that, that no one can get any information out until the official channels have released their little videos <laughs> filmed mm. from the top tier of the stadium. Newcastle beat... Uh, well, one Newcastle team beat another Newcastle team. Uh, uh, or That's might, They may actually have just cancelled each other out. <laughs>
4: That is training, Pete. That's just, that's just an exercise <laughs> Sorry, to mate. ensure that a, a Newcastle yeah. United team actually win a game. We're playing <laughs> ourselves.
1: <laughs> they gave Ben to Levergal anyway. It was an absolute yeah. um, uh, howitzer. But um, yeah, Steve Harper refereed uh, an 11 versus an 11 at St. Joseph's Park at the weekend. Which I, uh-huh. Is there nothing the test Tube share given can't do?
4: Yeah. Nothing. Even in 2020. Has <laughs> <laughs> he even got a job there or do they just ring him up? I don't <laughs> yeah, I think he, he
1: joined the same time as Shaw Ramiobi when Mike Ashley's um, PR could not have been lower. Uh, and right. I think he, he was employed around about the same time. And Shaw Ramiobi came out with some choice pro-Ashley quotes. Uh, really, um, yeah, it's colours to the oh, mast no. on, on the Ashley mm. situation. Disappointed a lot of people. Yeah. Do we know how many Steve Harpers there actually are? Oh, what, do you reckon it's like, um, um, I'm trying to think of Hitman 47, the uh, video game, where there's like 47 <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that works. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of another pop culture reference.
2: He does a lot of mm. stuff, and I'm wondering if there's, there it might does. be a few of him. Yeah,
1: yeah I guy. like him. He's busy. He's busy. He's a busy mm. boy.
3: I think it's just a relief that uh, that we heard that Newcastle United beat Newcastle United with Bibbs What <laughs> or whatever it was? <laughs> pink bibs. I think it's pink bibs. Is was it? Okay, see. Don't even give an uh, away, Kit. Cost money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you see the Champions League will uh, apparently be completed uh, with using a, a mini tournament sort of setup, potentially hosted in Lisbon. There's been a few uh, places. I think Frankfurt was another one that w- that was touted, but it looks like it may be hosted in Lisbon in August, which would be quite interesting. Hot. I think <laughs> it would be bloody yeah, hot. <laughs> it will be yeah, it will be incredibly hot. Can you uh, imagine? No, I don't want to either. Um, but there's no, no Portuguese sides are involved and the, the country have had a low uh, infection rate by, by other standards and so on and so forth. So there, there's, a I think, a couple of reasons why I think they fancied Lisbon. But it'd be quite interesting to see the Champions League. And also, as well, I thought to myself, some sides are already through and other sides need to play a second leg. I wonder how they're going to work that out. Because if you turn up and you think to yourselves, right, we've got, we've got a two-legged affair here, or maybe they'll just do it on a one-off uh, game, perhaps... Uh, to get into the next round. Whereas, like, are Chelsea going to turn up thinking, well, we're already 3 0 down to buy. Should, should we just forfeit the game? You know, this is,
4: <laughs> we're going to get really, really knackered and hot. Do you know what I think the thinking here was? I think the thinking here was that they are, that the, the powers that be are almost certain that Spurs are going to go out to RB Leipzig and you're yeah. never going to hit the end of it for Jose Mourinho. So I thought, you know what? <laughs> yeah. We'll just play it in Portugal. That'll keep him sweet. Uh, just yeah. show him that how much we love the country he's from, and hopefully uh, that'll kind of dampen down the complaints a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think mm. you're absolutely It won't, though, will it?
4: No, absolutely not.
3: <laughs> absolutely not. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break.
0: He just says, how many
4: holes does a straw have? Zero, one, or two? The internet can't figure it out, so I've done what any sane person would do. Ask the Luke and the Pete.
1: Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Luke Moore for an unplanned half hour every Monday and Thursday as we talk about, well, anything really, from your emails to life's great mysteries
4: to this guy. The noise you're going to hear sounds like a man being interrupted by a car. He isn't being interrupted by the car. He is making the car sound See,
1: man, <laughs> <laughs> how on earth is he doing that beep, 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 beep. how does he make that noise listen now on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts beep, 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 beep.
0: the luke and pete show is a stokano production
3: Welcome back to the Football Ramble of Football Ramble Daily. Luke, there's a competition afoot.
4: There is, yes, there is indeed. It's about time for me to give you a Patreon update, but do not fast forward if you're not interested in Patreon because it's a chance for you to win a pretty amazing prize. You can sign up and support us on Patreon, of course, where you'll receive loads of extra behind-the-scenes content and bonus podcasts from as little as $5 a month. But we also run loads of competitions for our members and this week is no exception. Uh, Thanks once again to our friends at Toshiba. You can win a Toshiba 65-inch U29 Series TV just by signing up to our Patreon. That's a Toshiba 65-inch U29 Series TV. Simply sign up at patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily by 5 a.m. British time this Friday the 12th of June. Everyone signed up before the deadline, including those of you who are already uh, Patreon subscribers will be eligible for the prize. Signing up to a higher tier also makes you more likely to win. If you sign up to our supporters club tier, you'll be entered one in- once into the competition. If you sign up to our Ramble On tier, you will be entered twice into the competition. And if you sign up for our highest tier, as well as becoming an official friend of the Ramble, your name will be entered three times into the competition. So head to patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily by 5am on Friday 12th of June to enter and we'll announce the winner on the preview show on the same day good luck
3: beautiful bloody beautiful right now it's time for emails with PED
0: email show
1: Yes, it is time for emails with me. Hello. Uh, this one goes out to, and indeed comes from, Matt the Blackburn fan. <laughs> He's doing his own private time tunnel, guys. He, Whoa, he cool. Says, well I know um, I'm uh, worrying uh, I'm trying to share my enjoyment <laughs> of a true Ramble classic as a Ramble fan and Blackburn fan who have listen- who's listened to the show for a couple of years I thought it would be fun to go back to 2009 and the earliest shows I could find thanks to cast to hear my favourite podcast discussing my own team uh, whose fortunes oh. have taken a turn for the worst in recent years I just finished listening to June the 13th of 2009 uh, that episode entitled Don't Be Shy with the Apple Sauce where highlights included ah. the in- introduction and induction of the great Luis Figo to the Dean Hall of Fame a discussion of Mike Ashley's attempts to sell Newcastle United where we heard this one before and Pete's revelation that he once had a job cutting up pork the episode ended with an announcement that the Ramble would become a weekly show and Luke's concerns that you'd never be able to uh, fill a show with content with a schedule like that (laughs) I think you agree that looking back (laughs) the more things change the more they stay the same keep up the good work Matt the Blackburn fan thank you very much for listening to the uh, Football Ramble Daily my friend enjoyable um yeah, Ian Racy actually uh, got in touch as well. Um, the US TV uh, also got crowd noise over Dortmund versus uh, uh, Bayern. Mm. Um, the US broadcaster de, de Classica had artificial crowd noise added to it. The noise didn't indeed follow the action on the pitch appropriately, but I assume that's because they had someone sitting at a mixing board to control it, and not because of any Sports algorithm. Now I'm sort of thinking, is it going to be an actual algorithm like that they're going to be using the, the the kind of audio for, or they're just going to have someone on like a MIDI keyboard playing out uh, the, the the tracks that need to be played?
4: So I heard they were using the um, the FIFA twenty audio. Yeah, Yeah,
1: audio, which is just the audio, right? You know, it's not just it's not just um, you know telling the computer that a goal is about to be scored. I presume it'll be it'll be um, a person playing out the audio and mixing it together live. I don't know. But Ian Ian didn't like it. He said it, it would be one thing if, were, if if it was played in the stadium and theoretically affected the players, but just adding it for broadcast added an unnecessary layer of artifice. Um, we'll have fans back, and a real crowd knows soon enough. Until then, we're in a unique uh, moment and should embrace that experience. Plus... It was very distracting to have Mark Schwarzer keep talking about how unusual the players and managers were finding it to be able to hear each other because the stadium was silent. <laughs> At least give Mark yeah. Schwarzer the audio <laughs> that everyone else is listening yeah. to. Uh, none of the up. other Bundesliga matches I've watched has had the fake uh, crowd noise Added, Ian Racey in Virginia. Lovely to have you along.
2: Yeah, I think that's actually, uh, it's an, it raises an interesting point. So there was a, a particular moment in the, in the Dortmund game uh, where I forget who was racing through on goal. Um, and just the crowd noise didn't change. And that, that seemed yeah. really weird. It was actually, it was weirder than there being no sound. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, it comes with
1: that as well. Get rid of the yeah. crowd noise. <laughs> um, Short for Daily, uh, dot com. if you'd like to get in touch with the show. we we'll are back uh, on Friday with more emails.
4: Did you guys see this story by the way? I really want to jump in with this. Uh there's an artist on Instagram who's paid homage to the uh the names that they couldn't quite get on uh Pez back in the day. Remember when it used to be all about FIFA oh, yeah. versus Pez? Yeah and FIFA had the rights to the names and Pez didn't. So you'd have things like players like David Backham and yeah. um <laughs> instead of Ronaldo, there was Ronald. And uh, West Ham were Lake District FC. And <laughs> Aston Villa were called Dublin on PES 2, apparently. But well, this guy on Instagram uh, has, has basically started putting out like football shirts, classic football shirts, but with those names instead. It's unlicensed.fc on Instagram. it. I read, I read about it about on the BBC this morning. It's really funny. But he also says, for some reason, he says uh, Pro Evolution Soccer was for the purists. FIFA had all the licenses for the player names and the better graphics. But Pro Evo was better in terms of pure gameplay. Now, FIFA is everywhere now, isn't it? I play FIFA quite mm. a bit, and, and lots of people I know do. And Pez isn't really a concern anymore. But I do remember it being a, gen, a general, like a genuine battle back in the day. And Pez had its, yeah. had its merits for sure. Back Pez, then. Pez, Pez Six
1: was the um, best Pez. Oh, mm. Well, Pez Six is the best set Pez game, and uh, but their online play. Was where FIFA kind of really nailed it, and that's how they got a bit of a foothold. Because it wasn't the better game. Pro Evolution Soccer was the better game. Um, yeah. I was even more of a, a of a dirty boy. I enjoyed the Japanese import <laughs> of Winning Eleven, which is the uh, Japanese oh original God. version, it gets converted. It starts as Winning Eleven, I believe, and then it gets converted to uh, the the Western uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. But they don't even have now nowadays. Pro Evolution Soccer doesn't even have the um, the Japanese leagues. So it's made in Japan, and they haven't even bothered
4: to pay for the Japanese leagues. It's made by Konami, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good job they had a rebrand of it, because it used to be called International Superstar Soccer, which people used to call ISIS.
1: Yeah. Now, you it ISS Pro, you'd ISS, point. yeah.
2: But <laughs> I, I always called it Pro Evo as well, like the whole PES yeah. thing. Um, I don't oh, know really a... where that's come from. I think that's been retrospectively added, because to back me, acronym. when I knew it was Pro Evo. Yeah, very much <laughs> so, a retcon. Um, but it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was so much more fun and like oh, goalkeepers would parry and you could score from that. And that, like mm. that, never happens in FIFA. There was a couple of nice little touches like that. It was just a bit more fluid, and didn't have to take a month off work to do, like work out how to do a like, I don't know, to square it in the box.
1: The one thing that I uh, say about uh, Pro Evo, like, is like back in the day, it had a bit more playfulness to it. You'd have like uh, you'd mm-hmm. have like a cheat code where you could get like a um, a tiger mask, tiger uh on the head of, <laughs> of, of 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 footballers and stuff. It, they were just a bit more playful and, and and joyous, and you could do little celebrations and and give people like thumbs up or thumbs down if you thought their goal was crap. That th- there's one thing on Virtuous Striker, which is another one on the Dreamcast, wow. uh, an arcade game. Um, that I enjoyed immensely, when you would mm. sc- you'd get points for every goal. So you'd get like, um, say, 300 points for a really um, well-hit shot from outside the box. So it would encourage people to do to, to score really fantastic goals. And that's not something that's ever been replicated on, on, any, video, on any football video game. I, I wish they'd bring mm. that back. You get like a rainbow that would shoot out of the, the back of the ball if you whacked it from from almost the halfway line. I want to bring that back.
4: Basically, anything that makes it not like football, Pete. Preferred kickoff. Yes, off yeah, two. pretty much, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I need a yeah. tortoise with a camera for an eye. That's a rocket at some point. Anything that's
2: like a sort of anime fever dream and you're all over it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah Miyazaki kind of uh, nonsense. Preferred kickoff, too. Right, ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for Wrong. Pete's Film Club.
1: Pete's
0: Film Club.
1: It is time for Pizza, a film club, the film you were tasked with watching. Um, Yeah, not as good as last week's, but uh, it was The Big Green, the biggest game in the world, comes to the smallest town in America in this action-packed comedy about a group of bored misfits who become local soccer heroes. Nothing ever happens in Elmer, Texas, at least not until British school teacher Anna Montgomery arrives. Roll
3: the trailer. (laughs)
0: Something radical finally happened in this town. Nothing radical ever happened in this town. Wrong. Yeah. In a place like Elma, at right. the Code Red, a little news... I'm the new teacher. No way! ...can be a big event. Don't waste your time with us. I can break the whole ABCs. We're losers. And just one person... Well, why don't we just try something else? ...can make a world of difference. Walt Disney Pictures presents. This is a soccer ball. The story of the worst soccer team. We
1: don't
0: play soccer. To ever hit the field.
1: Oh, you're showing such potential.
0: Is that the team you playing? They got little kids and girls on the team. Their goalie is starting to see things. I'm not feeling so good about this. That is Their captain wants to quit.
1: Can we get out of here? This is embarrassing.
0: And even their newest player...
1: I'm your man.
0: ...is shooting blanks. Uh, uh. Go for the kill. Uh. But playing for the smallest town in the state... They brought a (laughs) ghost. ...is about to become...
1: They're nothings from nowhere. We're not the nothings from nowhere.
0: We're the alma nothings. ...the biggest kick of their lives.
1: Yeah. Steve Guttenberg, he's back and he's playing the exact same louche, sexually charged um Deputy <laughs> Sheriff. Deputy Sheriff that he usually plays in every in every uh, film he's ever been yeah. in. Um yeah, it was it was actually quite stressful, I thought, renting uh, this online because he, he, I, I rented it on YouTube at £2.49. Um and cl- Clicking that, yes, I will watch this in the next 20, uh, 24 or 48 hours. The clock starts turning, and then you're like, yeah. have I got enough time to watch The Big Green? Do I want to even watch The Big Green? Um, guys, what do you think, Luke? Uh, you've obviously, uh, you obviously you uh, obviously get a little bit angry uh, when the film's not very good, but what
4: do you this one? <laughs> um, well, I had that same exact problem with renting Diamantino to the point where I had to rent it mm. twice, which is very annoying. <laughs> Did oh, yeah. no. uh, oh. But The Big Green... Um, Thankfully, my wife is a passionate uh, subscriber to Disney Plus, so I had mm. the big green for free as part of that, uh, and I didn't hate it. I didn't particularly mm. like it either, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. I mean, there's there's a great line in Disney sort of kids movies through the nineties. I don't know if you guys have heard. Um, I do quite a lot of. Uh, Movies for, for 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 kids, but then on, on, on the non on the non animated front, I mean there are a few that have got a good bit of charm. There's one uh, heavyweights which you guys might have seen with Ben Stiller, which is actually really fun, um, quite problematic seen through 2020s lens. But I remember it being a fun sort of uh, movie to watch as a kid, and it was genuinely quite funny, and some of the performances in it were good. This wasn't as good as that, and a lot of the adult roles they they kind of sleepwalk through them, and it's quite cliched. And and Steve Gutenberg's you know, terror, terrorizing of a young English teacher who's new to the town in a quite a sexually <laughs> aggressive manner was a little bit odd. Yeah. I have to say, but I don't. I, I do. What well, I would say, the thing that separates this apart from the um, the genuine muck in this film club. Right down the bottom, the absolute despicable turds that we've been chucked up every so often. This is better than that. I mean, when, when the guy who suggested it said, "Oh, it's the first movie to only get to get zero out of ten or whatever." Hang on,
3: sorry, sorry. When you say the guy is Pete,
4: no, it wasn't. It was suggested <laughs> by a listener. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. It's suggested <laughs> by a listener, and because they said that it's the only Disney uh, film to get zero percent or something. Oh it, it's not a zero percent film. It's not a zero out of ten. It's, no, it's no. better. It's better than Soccer Dog. Um, it's. I mean, that's not. So damning it with fake praise. I remember. What about playing oh my, for keeps? Oh. It's comparable to playing for keeps. It's better than playing for keeps because this has got a little bit of heart, and some of the kids are quite yeah. likable, and it's got yeah. a nice message to it. They're mm. always talking about playing as a team, and and it's and it's got that classic sort of good triumphing over evil. Um, mm. Hammering the really um, cliched bad guy in it and stuff. It's fine. I thought it. Do you know what? I thought it was fine. I didn't. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was perfectly fine. It, I didn't mm. feel like I'd wasted my life. And it also made quite a lot of money at the box office at the time. And my wife said, obviously being from the US, she said she reckoned she saw it when it first came out, and people mm. quite liked it then. So it's yeah. not all bad. It wasn't all bad. I agree.
3: Actually, I, I thought that. I mean after goal 3 anything's a bonus it, you know i i uh, i can't say that enough but um i thought i thought what well, i was particularly pleased cuz when the teacher was asked where she was from cuz not normally um they would stay oh in i remember London, this yeah. she said she said surrey england i was like whoop. whoop like <laughs> uh, you know very very Represent- pleasing yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it would have it would have been truly complete if she just said, "Well, I, I, mean, I actually grew up in Edinburgh, but I sort of sound from sorry."
2: That, <laughs> <what that> really, <laughs> I don't really that, support a that, team.
3: Yeah, that, <laughs> I latterly supported Fulham. That would have been perfect, uh, <laughs> yeah. but but you can't have everything, of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, so I, I I did enjoy that. I um, I I do, do you know what? I thought the football scenes weren't that bad. They weren't I the they worst. Were actually, Yeah, I thought they were actually sort of (laughs) fairly believable other than the atrocious goalkeeping. But there's a bit of a story there. The goalkeeper's got to try Mm. and get over his um, hallucinations.
1: More vivid working dreams on the field, like
3: Diamantino. Yeah, I was going to say demons, and I think that's probably quite right. Um, But Mm. uh, yeah, I I thought the football scenes were were okay. And, uh, you know, uh, glad I did it never again. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that from you before yeah Uh. sums up this whole film club quite frankly yeah yeah
4: yeah,
2: i sort of i kind of i'm broadly in line with with what everybody thinks it certainly wasn't like a harrowing use of a of of an hour and an hour and a half or whatever it was like like you know certain things like soccer dog and goal three have been um and (laughs) yeah i mean I, i think you're right about the football scenes marcus i don't tend to sort of um Judge like use that necessarily as such a marker in, in the same way that you seem to. But I think what they've clearly done—they're football is they, films, they, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not watching that for like, um yeah. It's a, it's a film first. I'm not looking at it like, oh, I wonder how they exactly correct the football is. But I think what they've done in that game is clearly just had those kids um play a proper game, haven't they? And you can see, you can see yeah. they've had a proper kickabout and they've just used yeah. actual footage from that, and it and it is all the better for it because they've they've just cleverly sidestep the fact that they're actors and not, not footballers, which, which mm. works.
4: Just quickly, sorry to cut in, but very, very quickly, like, interestingly you say that, that, the only kid in the team for, the, for Elmer Texas High School or whatever it was, middle school, who was actually good was that Juan kid. And he clearly yeah. is a dreadful actor. Like the, the quest to go on to find someone who can genuinely act and play football continues.
2: Yeah, yeah. it <laughs> seems to be that the, the guy from the first two goal movies that's actually American seems to be the only one. Um, nah, McCoyst.
1: I, <laughs> I, <did> <laughs> I forgot we watched that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. actually, um, Wayne Rooney as well. A new devil is arriving. A new devil is <laughs>
1: arriving. <laughs> did you, did you, um, did you notice that? Uh, just going to wrap up the, the, the uh, who the, um, uh, the the school teacher in question, who was from Surrey, what, what, um, where she, where you'd seen her before. So I did recognise no. her, but I wasn't sure from where. Yeah. She was Go the on. hippie sister from the Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's a yeah. grown-up sister. Yeah. She, she was, that's who would,
4: right. Who oh, would, that's cool.
1: strangely, go on to star in the first Soccer Dog movie. So there you go. Oh, um, oh God. I haven't seen <laughs> it. I will two, not be doing that. She's done two American soccer films. Uh, one of the cast's name, enjoyably, is uh, John Terry. John Terry, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he plays the the bad dad, doesn't he? mm <laughs> There's, uh, and, and the writer of the film, uh, Holly Goldberg-Sloan, she wrote the screenplay for Made in America, which is obviously big licks back in the uh, 80s. But more importantly, one of her recent uh, writing uh, jobs was Heidi for Paws, a live-action retelling of Johanna Spearie's uh, 1818 children's classic, Heidi, but with fully ma- mouth-articulated dogs in all of the roles. So wow. enjoyable. <laughs> enjoyable.
2: I feel like there was a, an absolute genius move from the director... Because um, he's whoever it was that directed it has clearly thought, you know what? This isn't a, this isn't a movie that's going to set the world alight. It might not be that easy to keep people's attention. So maybe every seven or eight minutes, I'm just going to chuck a goat in. <laughs> yeah. Goats are funny. Goats it was a goat so just randomly
4: the whole time just but Kissing like just goat.
2: consistently throughout it never really an explanation of why the goat was there uh, a man ends up having to kiss the goat um as, as part was of it the team's and um, yeah it was it was the team's mm-hmm. mascot but like it uh, was just hanging about the school before that <laughs> like, and in, in fact, the, the beginning of the movie has a cartoon goat headbutting the logo of the movie, again for yeah. seemingly no reason. And I am I'm into it. I thought that was a very, very clever decision. Um also you know the kid um that kid who played the goalkeeper, Larry. Yeah he's mm. he's um he's an actor called Patrick Renner and he's he was one of those kids who looked like an adult and he's now an adult who yeah. looks like a kid.
1: I love that.
4: It's
2: really strange. <laughs> and he's on his isn't he <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah no. he's a big Scientologist so guy, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, the less said about them, the safer. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, one, on his filmography, he's in a movie called Sometimes They Come Back
4: Again. So um, <laughs> I imagine that's of the highest quality. I think I've seen the first one of those. Isn't that, isn't that based on a Stephen King? It's a horror movie based on a Stephen King uh, novel, maybe. Oh, maybe. That's, that's a surprisingly high calibre for what I'd expect of that. I think it's a horror
2: movie for sure. I'm sure, I'm sure it is. Also, just, just to wrap up, can I say there's an incredibly strange line that I enjoyed where um, when the teacher is in her class and she's praising America and talking about why she thinks she's special, that she thinks the kids are special because they're from there and it's always a dream to live there. And um, one of the kids just gives her a really withering look and says, I think that was before Reaganomics, ma'am.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Where
2: did yeah. that biting social
1: commentary come from? <laughs> yeah. Oh mate, enjoyable. Uh, well, thank you for putting yourself through um, something like ten or eleven um, f- frequently three-hour films. <laughs> just <laughs> Underwhelmed in a million different ways. Um, It's been emotional for me. It's probably been very emotional for the listeners. But, guys, I know you guys have uh, found it very difficult to consume uh, a stinking film every single Sunday night. But I have to say, because the the, the English Premier League is back next uh, week, um, we're ending Pete's Film Club. Uh, Well, maybe we'll bring it back
4: in the future if we fancy and have a little dip in.
1: yeah. At the end of the season or something. Um, But yes, uh, thank you very much for uh, for indulging us for the the last few weeks. Um, I've had fun. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, I did not manage to find a copy of Soccer Dog 1 on DVD, so I could have given it to the guys. So uh, uh, that search continues. (laughs) If you have any leads on how we could stream Soccer Dog (laughs) 1 or uh, consume it in any kind of way, uh, please let us know. Um, But yeah, that has been Pete's Film Club. Hopefully it will return.
3: God. Well, if it doesn't, we'll all remember this grand finale, won't we? We'll
1: all remember uh, Dan, yeah. Dan, Dan, Goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
4: yes. What do you do with 12 a Weeks film. of Lockdown? Just watch one film, Dan, 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 Goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's <a lovely> film.
3: <laughs> yeah. When when people describe something, they say, oh, it's been emotional. They think that the highs and lows and it was, oh, I got upset at one point. It was emotional. It, the emotion was mainly anger. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was upset the whole time. <laughs> Is feeling
2: betrayed an emotion? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's every week, Jim. Come on, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Let's be honest. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to uh, Football Ramble. Football Ramble daily. It's been uh, a ruddy pleasure having you with us uh, tomorrow. Jules and Andy are back, of course, with uh, some non-film uh, uh, football film chat. So, so that is well worth your time. Uh, but until then, say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. Dan, Dan, and goal. It's goodbye from me.
1: This was a staccano production.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?